Hi everyone, for those watching on replay, I decided to do another metaphysical question and answer. And since Instagram decided to limit videos to 10 minutes, I decided to just go live. Usually I do these things ahead of time and I upload them later, but because Instagram decided to just um, change their video regulations, I'm just live. So this is just a random metaphysical question and answer. If you have any questions, just anything that has to do with past lives, Akashic Records, um, other timelines, anything metaphysical, it doesn't matter. Hi, everyone that's already joined. Hi. And any questions that you can think of, you can ask them right here. And I also got some questions asked. Um, these past couple of weeks, I've had people send me questions. So I'm just going to go over these questions a little bit and see what else wants to come through. I usually don't really prepare any of these things ahead of time because they always end up going completely different anyway. So I'm just gonna get started with the questions that I already received and if there's anything that you can think of just let me know in the comments. By the way, I was trying to get the background in here a little bit but I didn't really work out the way I wanted to. But let me see if I can show you where I am. See, this is where I am right now. And if you've been following me for a while, you will know that I was not expecting to be on an island in the sun in January. <laughs> so that just goes to show you what doing your inner work can do and working on yourself. And it's not always easy because believe me, we have no idea where we're going to be next week or next month. We're just kind of living... Um, day by day and just trusting that we are exactly where we need to be doing exactly what we need to be doing and that's why i felt called today to do this metaphysical question and answer i know that for weeks i've been saying i was gonna do one i never really found the right time to do it so here i am anyway the first thank you yes it is really beautiful here and really the energy feels really nice and even and balanced because some places that's that's not really a question but it is something I want to get into that certain places on the planet carry certain energies and like where I'm originally from Western Europe Belgium carries a very dense energy and it's like it has these very old ancient energies that are stuck there and I know that I was born there to help transmute a lot of this energy, but it's time for me basically to um, like grow in my own way. So I didn't feel like I resonated with the energy of my country anymore where I was born. And I have already lived in different countries and each country has its own energy, its, its own vibration. I don't know if any of you... Um, have experienced anything like that when you go to a different place that you feel that the energy is different 
So let me know in the comments if you've ever experienced anything like that. If you are an empath, if you're intuitive, then you will probably have picked up on these subtle energy changes when you travel or if you've ever lived in a different country. So let's just get started with the questions. The first one that I received a couple weeks ago was how long does it take to clear one's Akashic records? And what this person meant was if you have trauma or blocks in your Akashic records, how long does it take to heal from all of these, these things that have happened to you in past lives and other realities? The thing is, there's no one right answer because you can ignore all of these blocks and live out of alignment or you can listen to all of these things that are presenting itself and you can work through all of this stuff at a very fast rate and there are people that take decades 20 30 more years before they can even achieve a little bit of growth because they are resisting themselves, their intuition, everything that is trying to present itself for growth, for um, things that are coming up wanting to be released. If you're going to resist all of that stuff, then it's going to take you a very long time. And all of these blocks are stored in your book of records, your Akashic records. That's the book of your soul. It's like your personal library, an energetic library of everything you've ever done, everything you will ever do. There is no such thing as time. So this is just you all basically written down energetically and all the stuff that's happened that it has made you to who you are today, including um, why you react in certain ways, why you are triggered in certain ways, why you are good in, at, at certain things, why you're passionate by certain things, and what your talents are, all of that stuff is written down in your Akashic records. And if you are willing to work with your records, if you're willing to really go within and do the work, you can clear all of these blocks or density that you are holding on to very quickly. But it all depends. I've seen really young people that are in their 20s work through a whole bunch of trauma from a lot of lifetimes in six months. But they were doing a lot of healing work. They were really not unafraid to really go within. And then there are people that are that have been doing this stuff, well, that have been working on themselves for decades, but there's always some resistance. So it really depends on how deep are you willing to go. So that's really the answer to that question. So, by the way, anyone that, that has joined, welcome. I'm doing just a random question and answer, metaphysical question and answer, if you have any metaphysical questions that have been in the back of your mind that you would like some answers to. It's not because I'm saying something that it is the ultimate truth. This is just my truth that resonates with me, that intuitive, intuitively comes to me. I never prepare these things. I just 
read the questions and see what comes through and what feels right to me. Uh, let me go to the next question. This person says, I would love to know more about programming crystals. Let me go get the crystal that I have over here. I will be right back. Okay. So, I actually, I don't even know if he's on here anymore. My other half, Nick, who decided to bail on me today and to just go uh, be online incognito somewhere else and watch me do this live all on my own. <laughs> He gave me this today to work with because I'm about to do a reading for somebody later this afternoon and this crystal wanted to be included. Thank you, we appreciate you beautiful soul and I appreciate all of you for listening and for this interaction. Yeah, so crystals, how can you work with crystals? How can you program crystals? Crystals are living entities, and I'm just, uh, what I'm going to say now is just coming from my own Akashic records, from things I've seen in my records, from things I've seen in working with other people's Akashic records. Um, just into it, I don't really know much about crystals. It's not like I've been, uh, like I've ever done a lot of reading or research about them, or um, I just feel into them and I just hold them and what I do with crystals is just like how I would read the energy of a photograph or the energy of an animal or another person or something, I connect to the energy of the crystal. For uh, people that are joining now, I'm just doing a metaphysical question and answer, just answering some questions that I received and if you have any questions, feel free to write them in the comments. I just tune into the energy of the crystal and just open up to receive whatever wants to come through. And that's about connecting with the crystal. You can sit with it in meditation and just see what wants to come through. And it doesn't really necessarily have to sound like a voice or like anything. What happened to me actually is my amethyst crystal necklace that I, um, that I had. It's not this one, <laughs> it's another one. Um, it actually spoke to me and it came to me as a fairy, like it looked like a purple fairy type of being and it was the essence of the amethyst that came to me and that's the way it wanted to show itself. So how can you program crystals? You can use any crystal that you feel drawn to, but a really good one to program is clear quartz because it is one of the most pure crystals and it can contain any energy you put into it. So if you just hold it, you can sit with it and just send the intention into it of what you want it to do for you. They work as amplifiers. Basically, when you hold a crystal and you send something into it, it works as an amplifier. It can hold all the stuff that you put into it and multiply it. It can multiply it and then what you can do is you can work with water because water is a conductor of energy. So what you can do 
is you can send the intention into your crystal whatever you're working on or if you want to achieve something you're working through a block let me like maybe you are struggling with family members or your boss or whatever or you're trying to get better at something you can send this intention into your crystal and then you can just sit with it meditate with it and know that the crystal is going to work on this for you you can then take a bath or a shower or whatever and put the crystal in the water and just have the intention of the water just working with the water in your body because all water is connected and then you can just meditate and know that this crystal is helping your body to receive all of this information and all these codes to activate all this stuff within you so that's a very good way to work with crystals um, yeah just want to show you this crystal I don't know if you can see this this is some kind of Brazilian crystal that Nick got from somebody so yeah, let me see, somebody is asking, do you know about a sucker punch charging crystal? Let me think. Well, Lemurian quartz is always, for me, a very powerful crystal to work with, or Lemurian golden healer, and any Atlantean crystals are very powerful crystals. And for grounding, any dark crystal, like, let me turn this a little bit, like onyx or black tourmaline, those are very powerful when it comes to grounding. Uh, yeah, like I said before, you can really use any crystal and program it, and if you're drawn to a certain crystal, then it'll be for a reason. So, and certain crystals are going to work really well with certain people, because in my readings too, when I do my Akashic Records readings for people, a lot of the times certain crystals will come up. And I'm not really a crystal person, I like them, but I don't really know much about them theoretically. But they will come up and they will want to communicate to the person that, that I'm doing the reading for. And then afterwards I'll go look it up and see what the properties of these specific crystals are. And it'll be perfect for the person that, that I just did a reading for. So yeah, as I'm doing these Akashic Records readings, I am learning as I'm providing this service for others. I'm also learning from their Akashic Records. So let me see the next question. Um, yeah, a lot of people, this wasn't really a question, it was a comment. Um, somebody said, I dreamt of Lemuria again, so much is coming in for me at the moment. Um, and there was also another question from somebody else that actually said, let me go find it now. Somebody else that was saying that they had experiences with timelines overlapping. So again, when you visit a place that they were in England and they felt Avalon codes coming in, like timelines were overlapping, basically. And that happened to me years and years ago, that started happening to me. And that's how I started uncovering a lot of my own 
past lives. And again, I've said this in previous question and answer videos. If you have been following me for a while, then you will know that I did a, another question and answer video a long time ago where I went into timelines and time not really existing. Um, I'm just gonna repeat it very quickly if you want to see like listen to the whole thing I suggest you go scroll way down <laughs> to the other question and answer thing that I did a long time ago in a whole different setting I was in a forest in Belgium all bundled up with a jacket and a scarf and now I'm over here <laughs> um, anyway I lost my oh yeah past lives, parallel lives, timelines. So what actually happens is that you tap into this point of timelines overlapping because you are your own personal frequency is rising. So your vibration is lifting, which allows you to perceive more of these other realities that your soul is incarnated into. So where before your soul had to be fully present in this lifetime right now and because that is the frequency that you were anchored into when you are personally raising your vibration then you will be able to perceive way more of yourself which means you will be able to perceive all these other aspects of your soul. That's what I like to call it aspects of your soul because they're past life versions of you or parallel life versions of you. We are all living everything at the same time, which means we can communicate with these other aspects of our soul. Whenever we feel like it and they, in their reality, because they are all part of this big being that you are, can also reach out to you. And for those who are familiar with Dolores Cannon, Dolores Cannon wrote a book um, about Nostradamus, and most of you will know that he was one of, the, one of the great seers of the 15th century, I think, and he predicted a whole bunch of stuff on a global scale, and she was able to communicate with him in his time and be aware of him in his time, but he, in turn, was aware of her in our modern time. Which means that these parts of somebody's soul incarnated in different lifetimes could perfectly be aware of you living out your life right now in 2022. So, uh, what was the question? So yeah, people are starting to become aware of the fact that they are not just in this place right here, that they are in different places, living out different lifetimes, getting different experiences, and that we can use all of this information, all of these experiences, and channel it into this lifetime right here, where you can apply all of this stuff, because why would you just, like, use the stuff that you've learned in this lifetime, if you have all this other knowledge that is spread out all over the multiverse. I'm sorry for all this background noise. I don't know if you guys are hearing this. There's somebody on a boat, I guess, behind me anyway. So why wouldn't you want to use all of that cosmic knowledge, all of that soul knowledge, all of that Akashic knowledge that you have, that is available to you, that is available to your soul, that is a part of your soul, that you can just 
tap into and bring forward in this lifetime. And that is also what I'm doing with my Akashic Records readings. I'm making people aware of these different parts of themselves that they can then bring forward and work with in this lifetime. That's also what my mentorship, which I will be starting in February, is about. It's about completely using everything that you are, of bringing it forward in this lifetime, of becoming a whole person, all of yourself energetically, basically just being everything that you can possibly be in this lifetime. So, um, yeah, people are starting to become aware of the fact that they have lived different lives. And it's not just psychic people anymore. It's regular, everyday people that are starting to tune in to this, these more subtle realms. These, like, it's like people will suddenly get, like, glimpses of other lifetimes. They will just feel weird. They will feel like they're living in different times throughout history they'll they feel like they'll go back and forth and that is how it started for me um years ago and i didn't have anyone to talk to i thought i was bipolar or crazy or i don't know that i was going crazy <laughs> but then i started they started to become more and more and more clear and then i started working with the akashic records and all and it all just became clear and then i started doing this for other people and that's why I am so passionate about talking about this, about sharing my experience, because more and more people are starting to go through similar experiences. Let me see. Um, what is your perspective on the numbers 555 five, five, and 4? Well, <laughs> let me tell you a story <laughs> of when I used to wake up every night four months in a row at 4.44. It was 2017 and 2018. My life was, um, I don't know, not, not what it is right now. So I was in a very um, bad situation. I was living with an abusive partner. Well, not at the time. I was actually no longer living with this person, but I was living separate, separated from this person, but they were still um, in my life and in an unsafe way. And I was really being pushed towards leaving, but I was living on the other side of the world. And I felt I could, like I couldn't move. I felt paralyzed. This was in the beginning of my spiritual reawakening because I've always been spiritual. But then I kind of just gave, gave all that up. And then I was awake, like they were trying to wake me up again. 444 is a number that it's basically a code. Numbers are activation codes that the universe places in your site to activate codes within you of remembrance. 444 uh, stands for Archangelic Assistance. So if you see 444 a lot, and I know that like some people will think, oh, you're just trying to see these numbers. No, it's ridiculous. Sometimes you will just see them at the most ridiculous times. And it's not like I purposely was waking up for weeks in a row at 444. I was actually getting really pissed at the end of months and months of waking up at 444. I was starting to get really tired of it. I'm like, okay, I know what you're... I, I'm getting the message. I, I got the message, okay? 
I'm supported, I know. So if you see the numbers 44 or 444 a lot, it means that archangels are supporting you, that you're on your divine path, the universe is supporting you. And then I started seeing 555, which stands for a big transformation that is presenting itself in your life, new opportunities. You can't really see yet what it's going to look like, but 555 um, really stands for just new opportunities, transformation, and that you cannot really see what's ahead yet, but that you have to trust that you're being supported. So that's what those two numbers are about. What is the connection between... <sighs> By the way, the person asking me this question, what is the connection between the Akash and Lemuria, is, um, is the person that bailed on me and should be sitting next to me. That's my fiancé. For those who don't know yet, I'm going to get married. Yay! Anyway, so what is the connection between... The, well, if you are here and if you are listening to me right now, and um, I just I just basically told everyone I'm getting married. Oh my god. Anyway. Um, yeah, if you're watching this, if you're here and you feel like you're on a spiritual uh, awakening journey, then chances are that you have a connection with Lemuria and Atlantis. Lemuria and Atlantis are the two main civilizations that were, uh, they're the foundation for the fifth dimension that we are heading into, again, that we are already partially into, because this is where, well, Earth was originally in a fifth dimensional state of being when humanity was seeded, because that's how it happened. Of course, if you are following my account, then you will know that all of the, um, Bible stories and whatever, <laughs> that they're not true. We come from extraterrestrial life. We are extraterrestrial in nature. And the Lemurians are the very first product of that extraterrestrial, in, like people intervening basically with life on Earth. They were the very first people to walk um, the Earth that were um, highly advanced spiritually. So a lot of people now are waking up to their Lemurian uh, knowledge or wisdom and that is what a lot of these people are bringing forth when they're uh, spiritually awakening, when they are intuitively like developing. A lot of this is not new. It is stuff that they are remembering from Lemuria that was trained over there and even beyond, that goes back to different solar um, star systems, different constellations, even different galaxies. Most of the people that I see, that I do readings for, are star seeds from within our galaxy, but there is also the neighboring galaxy, that is the Andromeda galaxy. We also have an Andromeda constellation, but that is a whole different thing. There is a galaxy next to our Milky Way galaxy, which is the Andromeda galaxy. And there is a small minority of star seeds that also came from all the way over there. And they have all this cosmic knowledge that they brought with them when they incarnated as Lemurians to set the foundation for 
a fifth dimensional crystalline way of living. And that is what we are going back to right now. When you are on this spiritual journey, you are remembering things that you learned when you were a Lemurian, when you were an Atlantean. So that is the connection with the Akashic Records. When I do an Akashic Records reading, what will come up first is your cosmic origin. And then we will go into Earth lives and drop in density, basically. So what I see is your highest incarnation first, that you originally incarnated into when separating from Source. And then usually it, you step it down in frequency to adjust to life on Earth. Because you've always known that some, at some point in your Akashic Records you were going to end up on Earth, which again proves that time doesn't exist. You know everything already at one point in time. You can already tell where you have been, where you will be, and you have to gradually step it down in frequency until you reach the frequency of Earth because the shock would be too big for your soul. And even with all of these steps, the shock is still too big for some souls, and that is why we have a lot of highly sensitive people right now. That's a term being used in psychology today, um, HSP, highly sensitive person, which is one in five people today. Even in a lot of mammals, this term is used. There's one in five people, and in certain mammals, that is highly sensitive. But when you go look at it in a metaphysical way, this just means a very high-frequency soul that has trouble adjusting its frequency to a lower-density planet. So, yeah. Um, anyway, let's see. Any more questions? Mm. Yeah, that's it. Just people saying congratulations. Okay, more questions. Let me see. Uh-oh. Okay. I think my laptop is about to die. I'm still here. Just looking at the questions. Um, okay, this is a very good one. Um, it's about... If you have kids with somebody, does that karmically tie you to them in future lives? Hmm. Well, that depends, because there's a reason why you have kids with somebody. It's either because you're supposed to live in harmonious union with this person and bring forth a baby that grows up in a harmonious union, which happens with twin flames or very high-level soulmate partners when they have children. Then, you can also have children with karmic partners. Why does this happen? Because this child will benefit from certain soul contracts that can be played out with these parents. It's like a triangle. This child is here and the two parents are over there. So this child has contracts with the two parents, but then these parents also have a contract. And basically it's like this beautiful math formula uh, this cosmic math formula where everyone benefits from these interactions and that everyone can work on their own individual growth. And it may not look pretty when we are all here on planet Earth calling each other names and not getting along or whatever, 
Because when you are, like, when you have an ex-partner, ex-husband, ex-wife, and you have kids, you will still be in this person's life. And there are certain lessons connected to the soul contracts, and I know what I'm talking about, unfortunately. <laughs> but not really, unfortunately, because I've learned a lot from these soul contracts. And it's all about looking at it from a higher perspective. And knowing that you made an agreement with this other person to learn and teach something very important for your soul growth and for their soul growth. So that's what that is all about. And if you are able to learn the lesson, integrate it properly and look at it from a higher perspective in this lifetime, then this lesson does not need to be repeated in a future life. So you don't necessarily take that karmic tie into a next lifetime. So yeah, that would be my answer to that question. Let me see what other questions I have. Um, can you say something about Lyra? Um, or Sirius? Well, I've said a lot of things already about Lyra and Sirius. <laughs> I feel like Lyra and Sirius are two of the main constellations that come up in Akashic Records readings. Lyra is one of the main providers <laughs> of sto uh, starseeds right here. I, I wouldn't really put a number on it, but a lot of the starseeds that I do readings for have origins in Lyra. And Chris, if you're still here, I know that there is also a stargate or something, or some kind of portal. I don't know if you're here, Chris. Then just tell me in the comments what you can tell me about the portal or stargate uh, um, in the Lyra constellation. But anyway, a lot of people carry a lot of trauma with them because there have been several galactic wars before Earth was seeded and Lemuria was created. And Lyra was a very peaceful constellation with very high frequency souls. And a lot of these souls have come back to create the same type of atmosphere here on Earth in a fifth-dimensional Earth, basically. Because, um, yeah, Lyra, they were, they were just very peaceful, very advanced, uh, very balanced in general, very gentle, natured, different types of humano humanoid extraterrestrials. Um, yeah. I have a video that I posted about a year ago where I show everyone a galactic map. It's a galactic map, go look it up, just again scroll way down <laughs> in the videos and you will find this video that it has a galactic map. It's not at all complete because ever since I created that map I discovered all kinds of other stuff that I actually should add and I should just make a whole new video really with this whole galactic map. But there is the Lyra constellation and then we have the Draco constellation. Now what happened with the Draco constellation? Um, these 
the dr draconian beings, basically, they're not all bad. Let me start off by saying that there are positively oriented draconians, there are negatively oriented ones. The negatively oriented ones, they get their energy from other beings. So they haven't mastered the art of going within and getting energy from this unlimiting, unlimited source of energy that is just source energy and their own inner being. They go from place to place and basically feed off of the energy of other beings. Now the Lyrans being extremely gentle, peaceful, they didn't know what it was um, to meet somebody with negative intentions. So when these draconian beings came to Lyra, they let them in because they didn't know why anyone would want to harm them, of course, because that was just non-existent in their civilization. And I've seen this in several different Akashic Records readings with people, including one of my best friends um, whose reading was very traumatizing to basically to just watch all that stuff happen all over, read all of that stuff, the story of your soul, of the, the, the Lyran War. And yeah, they basically went through a whole big war. The Lyrans then scattered all over the galaxy. A lot of them ended up in the Pleiades. We, I see a lot of Pleiadians that have Lyran origin. That's also why when you get an Akashic Records reading from me, I will very rarely link you to only one star system or one planet because that's not the reality of things. We are a combination of all kinds of different frequencies and we will have one or two or maybe three main frequencies that will come forward stronger than others. And that's usually how it is when I do a reading for somebody. So a lot of these Lyrans scattered all over the galaxy. Some of them went to Andromeda, some of them went to Sirius, some of them went to... Um... Oh, there's this guy on the phone and he's being loud. <laughs> okay. So they just went all over, and um, a lot of the feline um, beings that are linked to Egypt have Lyran origin. There's different types of Lyran beings, but then we're turning this into a whole galactic video, and then I'm going to have to start to talk about all the different constellations, like the Pleiades, Sirius, Andromeda, whatever. Um, that's a whole other video, so I think that that's enough about Lyra, because I could keep on going about this. Let me see. It's a portal where the unicorns enter other dimensions. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. I remember now, yeah. If you have any questions about unicorns, Chris is the person to go to. A connected spark. Or a connected spark. Anyway, you go, you all just go and check out Chris, a connected spark. She's the person to go to with all your dragon and unicorn questions. And I also like dragons. I'm also a dragon person. So any questions about dragons, because they are real, mermaids are real, unicorns are real. All of this is real. Welcome in the fifth dimension. Let me see if I have any more questions. Um...
think that's it. I think that's all the questions I have. But that is quite enough already, I think, to cover for one video, because my last question and answer went long. Oh, the person that actually asked me the Lyra question just joined. You'll have to watch the replay because I answered your questions. But if anyone has any more questions, then now is the time. And otherwise, I'm gonna wrap it up, I think. So if you have any questions, feel free to put them in the comments. <laughs> Chris is putting a bunch of emojis. Yeah. Or if you have any questions, put them in the comments below and then I will do another question and answer video soon. If I, once I get enough questions, then I'll just do another um, live. Because again, yeah, I guess Instagram changed its settings, video settings, that you can only upload videos up to 10 minutes in length, which sucks because I am used to uploading larger video files, but I'm gonna have to change how I do things. Oh, yes, more questions. <laughs> okay, let me see. And Laura Anna says, thank you, you're welcome. And this is what I like to do. I like to offer people clarity, more information on their spiritual journey. Can you touch on Orion since people tend to think badly about it? Yes, and Chris is also here. She's watching this. She's one of the um, ancient Orion Druids. Orion is a mel the melting pot of the universe, um, of the galaxy. <laughs> of the galaxy. It is basically like the United States on a gala galactic scale. We have people from everywhere in Orion. Orion has a water-based planet, Mintaka, where you have water based souls that whose main element is working with water such as myself i'm originally uh well i've been there i've been on mintaka i've been in sirius and that's my thing water working that's why i'm here for anyone who is who just tuned in look at this okay i still cannot believe that this is my life that i'm sitting here that i'm just this is Look at this. This is basically my, my office. This place right here. <laughs> this is where I do my work, where I do most of my readings, where I type up readings for people, where I record uh, things, where I do everything. Where everything work-related happens right there on that bench in the sun with that water behind me, just right there, right by me. <laughs> yeah. So, and that's the crazy thing, things are manifesting really quickly for people. I'm going to get back to Orion in a little bit, I haven't forgotten about your question. It's just that things are manifesting so quickly for everybody right now that you have to be really mindful of what energy you're sending out. Because that is what you will get back and things are manifesting at such a fast rate that it's just, it's pushing you right now, I feel, and that's what I see in these readings that I am doing for people, these forecast readings for the year 2022, which uh, I'm now running a promotion on. They're, um, they're 55 euro, which is about $62. And 
for the time being, that's the price they're going to stay at. You get an entire forecast reading um, for the whole year, a breakdown per month of what's ahead of you for the year. Uh, and I keep seeing that, what was I saying? I lost my train of thought. This happens frequently. <laughs> um, yeah, the things are manifesting very quickly for people and that we are being pushed to really live in the now, be mindful of what energy is happening internally because that's exactly what we are manifesting at light speed in our external reality. So that's what I was going to say. Anyway, Orion. Yeah, so it's a melting pot. Um, there's all kinds of different frequencies that come together in Orion. And um, I don't know for anyone who has read the Law of One, they talk about the negatively oriented Orion beings that originated again in the Draco constellation. But that is not all of Orion because there are certain planets within the Orion star system where there are a lot of positively oriented beings and such as the ancient uh, humanoids, the, the Orion Druids. They are basically a race. I'm not the only one who's seen this. There's different channelers, different psychics that have experiences with this Orion frequency of the Druids. And they're the ones that um, seeded a lot of the plant life on Earth. A lot of the ancient uh, shaman and Druid uh, practices that are being practiced right now on the planet come from these beings. They work with very tall trees that are about three times the size of a tree that we know here. And yeah, Orion is a melting pot of all kinds of different uh, beings that live there. They aren't necessarily all humanoid either and some are just pure energy or some are just elemental energies too and a lot of plant life too, a lot of plant energies. So it's not all negative, but that's the thing. There are negatively oriented Pleiadians even. There are, there's always rogue like um, beings that, that just do their own thing. It's not, everyone seems to think that all Pleiadians are so gentle and whatever. The same with um, grace. I've had very positive experiences with grace. People seem to always think badly of them. And I've had very gentle um, experiences with grace actually coming into my energy when I was meditating in 2018. And they kept their distance and they are emotionally studying humans. They don't know much about human emotions and they are studying us and trying to learn. And I could feel this very cold energy that was very unfamiliar, but they kept their distance and they actually asked me in a very polite way, can we study you? We would like to learn more about human emotions. So that to me was not a negative experience. So yeah, that's what I have to say about that. If there are any more questions, now is the time. There's not really anything else that I can think of right now that wants to come through. So if anyone has any questions, let me know. Mm -hmm. 
Well, I think this is it for now. But if you have any questions, you think of something later, just let me know in the comments and I will collect all of your questions and make a new question and answer video. And then my other half who is now watching me from somewhere else is going to be sitting right here next to me. And there won't be any other option, that's just the way it's gonna be. <laughs> Tomorrow, before I forget. Tomorrow or another day this week, I will be doing an interview, another podcast, because I used to do podcast episodes um, a long time ago. They're all on my YouTube channel, they're on Spotify. Just click the link in my bio, scroll all the way down for all the social media links. Anyway, I'm going to be starting again with more podcast episodes. And they're going to be on Spotify, YouTube, because of course I can't really upload them to Instagram anymore. So I'll probably be posting a little preview here. And then for the entire episode, you'll have to go to either YouTube or Spotify. And I'm going to be interviewing Nick, who is now watching this. So any questions that you have about plant medicine, about working with plants on a deeper level, working with trees, just anything that has to do with that type of stuff. You can think of all your questions and you can uh, send them to me, send me a message or click through um, to his Instagram and send him the messages and then we can keep them in the back of our minds when we do the interview. Okay, I'm starting to get kind of warm here, so I'm gonna go and this was really fun and I always enjoy answering your questions so if you have any more send them my way and I will be back soon. Bye!